a brown season opening win. It's something that if unless you were older than if you are a 19 year old, that was the first time you've witnessed a brown. No, my bad. 17 year old. That was the first time you've witnessed a brown season opening win. Here we are. Brown, WF my Browns cast. It is great to talk about wins. I don't care how ugly they are. An ugly W counts the same as a W on the scoreboard. So I'm joined. I'm Josh Pullhot, joined by Joe Gilbert and Taylor Jedzajet. I can I don't know why I cannot pronounce that name. But this is the Browns crew. This is the Browns post game crew. So I guess Taylor, you were at the game. You're you're in Carolina. Yeah, so we'll go to you first. How was the game? How was being there for Cade York's game winning 58 yard field goal? Just how was the whole experience? I don't I don't think. I've seen a brown kicker walk off, walk off field to the the kind of unfair heroics that Cade York Dork did when he walked into the tunnel. Probably since Phil Austin made those field goals in the blizzard in 2000. <laughs> there, there was not a better cheer than there was when Cade York Dork walked in the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. The game, game itself, I think I said some best when I was talking to my, to my dad home that and the be- the team that deserved to win won the game, but good lord, did they try and throw it away? <laughs> um, it's the Browns; they can never just win easy, right? No, it it has to be hard. Um, but you know, you know, they it it was a weird stadium. I walked in today fully expecting to be really hostile towards Browns fans. I, I was a little bit worried about it, but, um, and then then walk in the stadium and realize realize it might have been 50-50 split. Maybe a little bit more favor for the Panthers, but but not much. There was an awful lot of an orange. Um, you have an have an Miles Garrett chant in the, in the stim in a road road game. That, that I mean that that's a showing for the Browns. Um, I think you know we got to, to see a lot of Nick Cub today, and we'll probably talk about that, about that a little bit. That was probably my fa- favorite Nick Cub game. That I've seen seen in May because it was in was in person. Seeing Nick Chubb just run and hurdle and, and play scotch with linkers was was something 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 to bump. No, what you guys I see on TV I obviously don't have have the, the benefit of broadcast. Yeah, I thought it was it was the Browns were about to be browsing, and uh, Kate York kind of saved them there. <laughs> it was. It was going to script on just how usual Browns games go, especially for season openers. And luckily, Cade York saved the day. But yeah, it was uh, it was it was a weird game because they they controlled the game for what it, it seemed like the whole game, except for half of the fourth quarter. Yeah. And um, yeah, they, it was it wasn't a pretty game, especially if you like passing like offenses. It was not a not the game for you. Um, but they, they they did enough to win. Um, Jacoby did enough to win. He made some big-time passes late in the game to get him down the field goal range. And, hey, we it's been, what, 2004 since we got a win. So you can't you can't really complain about that one. Yeah, I, I know we talked about it pre-game or prior to the podcast, but I cannot believe that it's been 2004 since they've won the season opener. Like, for the first time – in 18 years, they can actually go in a week two trying to go 2-0 and and not trying to go 500. Jeff Garcia. Oh, goodness. Or whatever they did, did in 2016 or 17 when they started 0-0-1. Yeah. 2018. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, I, it's, 
when they were driving, I know the Browns got the benefit of the doubt, surprisingly. That rarely ever happens. But on that fake spike, spike that Jacoby Brissett did with 13 seconds left, that should have technically been a 10-yard penalty. I will gladly take that it was not a penalty. I'm sure Panthers fans and Panthers team and Matt Rule was less, guys less were not happy. Because, yeah, they got the rule literally says a fake spike, spike is prohibited. It's intentional yeah. grounding. So 10 seconds should have went off the clock, and it should have been a 68-yard game-winning field goal, not 58. So, <laughs> well, I think Kate, I think Kate was good for 68, though. Yeah, but that's a lot easier to sound a 58 yarder than knowing that true. you had to kick yeah. a 68. True. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. It's been a long time since we run run a kicker from 58, and I thought, and I thought self, there's a good chance he makes this. Right. That's the that's the show. True. Like it was like a, it was more than like a like a 25 percent chance. Like he he actually had a really good chance of making it, and he actually did. It was it was pretty awesome. Only the by the way, I like how in the most Browns way ever, we're highlighting the kicker in a season opening win. That's the first player we talk about. Hey, dude, scoot scored 12 points. That's yeah, he was 14, what four for four? I think he was four 14 four. points himself. So, yeah, he just, he just, he just give him a game ball, game ball, give him a statue, let alone the game ball. Come on, <laughs> all right. So, let's just start off offensively. Jacoby Brissett. He is who he is. We all know who he is. He's not a game changer. He's more of like an average quarterback that'll do just enough. He had some good plays. He had some wide open guys that he missed. I know Amari Cooper was wide open early in the first half, and he completely missed him a couple times. But what did you think? I, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt dominated. I guess that's yeah. we can focus on that. What are your thoughts on the whole offense as a whole and just how they did overall? Um. I mean, obviously, obviously, when you're 117 yards, that's a good good showing. Um, there was pretty consistently a lot of holes for them to find, and, and especially they ran a lot more um, sweep. Like they did a couple toss sweeps. They ran a lot more outside. I think they did last year, and it was working. Um, so you know, 17 yards. That's what, what did they get? Get Perry 5.66. Like, can't can't ask for much more than that from the offensive line for running the ball. Um, Jacoby Brissett only sacked once. I didn't feel like he was was pred all that much. Um, people are going to talk about the 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 two misses in the first half, especially the one to Cream. That was easy town. I don't know know if I'm Mars if he hit some of them, but but that that was he was open too. Um, but I think I think what you saw Brissett today is kind of, kind of what Brown, Browns Browns need the baseline of what they need from him. He he did make the breaking mistake. Yeah. And you know you'd see him be better. What 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 was he? Seventeen of thirty four, eighteen of thirty four. You'd like to see him be better than that. Than that, but he didn't throw a pick. Didn't fumble the ball. Line kept him clean. They won the game. <laughs> that's all that matters. Right? For the next for this ten games, I think that's all that matters. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I agree with what you said. The the run game run game was what we expected it to be. Um, it's the driving force of the offense. Um, it led it for quite what three three and a half quarters and passing game. I I thought Brissett didn't play as well as I think he can play. 
Um, he missed, he, as you said, he missed quite a few that he should have had. had. Um, he really started off poorly. Um, I think we'll see a better version of him. But it, it was pretty much what we expected. He, he's not going to take the big shots. He's going to miss a few opportunities because he, he's, he doesn't want to risk a throw. Um, but he didn't make the turnover. Um, we saw uh, on the other side that Baker did make the bad throws and didn't make the turnover throw. So it's it kind of it was kind of weird seeing just that kind of different dynamics of our past quarterback and then our new quarterback. Um, it's it's going to be a struggle uh, for the passing game, but I think it will be better overall. It's it was the first game. This is the first game everyone was together. Um, and I think they'll be better, and Brissett will be better, but um, you shouldn't expect a lot more. Um, but it, it can be better. But before you go any further, the fact that Baker Mayfield's first pass of the game got tipped at the line of scrimmage, chef's, chef's kiss. kiss. I, I, I was like, on, I, you can take Baker off the Browns, but you can't take Browns Baker out of Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> there's people around around me and look kind of like me funny like why why funny and i'm just like you'll 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 see <laughs> i think i think i've passed pass it yeah they had they the defensive line had four or five i think just like in the first half yeah. <laughs> batted balls or tip balls they probably they not only saw it in seventh ball Almost seventeen, yeah, sixteen games last year, but I'm sure yeah. it happened all the time in practice too. Yeah, I'm sure that had to be like number one on the key was blocking. Like if get you your hands Baker, up. Just get your hands up. Hands up. <laughs> really got, got the full Baker Mayfield experience. They got got yeah. whatever the first first half was, and, and <laughs> the second half where he comes out, rushes for a t- touchdown, throws a bomb for one, and almost and almost leads them to a win. Yeah, it was pretty much a right on right on par. Um, the, the the thing the thing going forward forward with that is that I hope hope I hope that we could we can write that that performance off to the fact the fact he didn't really play in the preseason. Yes, he got practice just reps, but he never full speed reps. So I, the the hope is that he's not fifty percent passing forward. Yeah, I hope it. You know, you want to want to get get that up a little bit, and you, you want to want to hit those out those out routes this today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he definitely had some spots that he could have made, but I always I forget just, to highlight comments. But for those of you watching live from Facebook, Anthony Zanotti, wow, Cade York, Cade York, savior of Cleveland. If Baker Mayfield won with Carolina. It's like Cleveland dumping a nice girlfriend, then six months later she comes back looking like Cindy Crawford in her prime. <laughs> I had to highlight that one because that one made me laugh. Like the annoying part, if they have lost this game, we would have heard just ridiculous. They shouldn't have traded them and all that shit crap. And could you, you imagine if you, if you watched the game, like that would have been the last thing you would have gotten. I think, from this I think game. it would have to delete Twitter for for a few days. Right. No, yeah, delete yeah. Twitter, delete Sports Talk Radio for all week, TV. delete any social media. It would have been, been a war zone. It would have I mean, Baker Mayfield said that he's not sure why everyone took it as a big deal. It's only one game out of 17. It's not like it's a Super Bowl. Yet he literally made a shirt specifically for this game. And imagine how he would have reacted if Carolina would have actually won and it was his well, game. They, had more, they probably, probably had a design queued up for – 
this week if they had, if they had won. And now they're down. going not no not only design they're probably made they're probably going to uh, a third third world country now just like they do the Super Bowl championship. He probably he probably had like a flag he was gonna plant in the middle of the field. I only saw one of those shirts today. Oh really? Yeah, I only saw one. <laughs> Nothing like wasting your money on a T-shirt that you'll wear for one game. I know. Never, never buy a thing that's going to be for one game. <laughs> Waste of money, man. Oh um, man! But so that's offensively. I mean, Kareem Hunt scored the first two touchdowns. He dominated today. I haven't been fancy, so I realized how much he dominated with that PPR. But yeah. I mean, I'd having Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in the backfield. Oh, speaking of backfield, Dearness Johnson, healthy and active. Yeah. That basically says that he's going to get traded. I wonder if product of, of needing extra, extra linemen because they had their top two right tackles, tackles out, or or if it's truly just fourth on the depth chart. Yeah. Well, because yeah, Jerome Jerome Ford was active. Um, he did. He was the returner, so maybe that was the why they kind of went for. He's going to get uh, traded. That's that's the reason. Right. Right. Speaking of returners, sure, I really want to watch Demetric Felton run back there on punts again. I mean, oh when God. was the last time the Browns had a competent <laughs> returner where you could, where you like, didn't have a heart attack every time? Just have Donovan People Jones back there and just catch him, like Jarvis Landry did a few years ago. Just catch him. We'll start wherever you catch him. Or just don't. Or just rush eleven guys and block. Try to block the punt every time and just have no one in the back. <laughs> Let it just keep bouncing. Who was who, who the? Who is the? Uh, the, uh, the the Steely ran back there. There a few years back to just catch catch him. It was, uh, oh my god! It was it was it was old safety before for him. Jabril Peppers? No, no, it was a white guy. Yeah, it was like like I think I think think it was fifteen six sixteen right? Remember, it's obviously obviously important, but but dude, like that was his entire job. Go back and catch punts on not doing anything anything with him. Just catch him, catch him. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, I remember Kat. It's going to... Who was that? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> but oh, he, he was like... Uh, obviously, you guys, a broadcast, you don't see much of his... Antics, run back there. He never looked comfortable tracking the ball. Yeah. Um, he was running, running words most of the time. And a couple of times, the, the time he fumbled, he was running forward real late. And he just didn't look comfortable standing under the punts. And I think that's something we want because it almost cost us, us it almost a turnover today. And it's clearly, he's clearly in his own head. Yeah. Just like Cade York is clearly in it, in his own head in a good way. Even, even I can't talk. Even he said that after the game, how confident he is. I think it's the complete opposite for Felton standing back there for punts. Yeah, yeah. I 
I would put Jerome Ford out there. He he looked like he looks at least confident in catching it. And at this point, I don't care if you run back anything. We you don't have Josh Cribbs on this team, so you might as well just get a guy who can make the catch and not give you a heart attack every time. That's 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 what our baseline should be. Come on, no, it's the Browns though. We need some play to give you a heart attack every game, right? Isn't that like a tradition? Oh, sure. Well, they, we, they do that we, with we, their we play. Traded, we traded Baker's giving us a heart attack every play for uh, Felton giving us a heart attack every, every time. <laughs> yeah, it's – but going back to Johnson, yeah, it's – I wouldn't be shocked if they trade trade a receiver for him or something. Um, I think Denzel Mims was also – He was a healthy active. inactive as well. Yeah, so maybe that's a connection there. Brian Winhurst. <laughs> now, what does yeah. that say? Yeah, it, it just yeah. There's something got to get. Like you don't need three. I know you love the depth there and all that, but with Jerome Ford now, I I don't see it. It's yeah, yeah. It's just not. They have they have a guy they drafted the running back room, and, and you know right. it, it, it'd be clear how much they, they and guys they drafted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Hopefully they can because the, that receiving core not great. Oh, speaking of receivers, though, all right. So DBJ had a couple. He had like nine he to was ten good. targets today. I think he did well. He was, yeah, Amari he was Cooper really was open good. quite a bit. Jacoby missed him. Anthony Schwartz had a big catch late in the game. I know yeah. it's like the fact that we get to act like we're surprised. Massive, massive. Yeah. And he, he, had, he had I like how they gave what, end what he had two good yes. underrounds. You can't drop a hand. Well, I guess you can drop a handoff, but it's much harder, much tougher to drop a handoff. So use his speed on like reverses and double reverses, like Stefanski did. I like that. Yeah, I know they don't like screens, like receiver screens are not an analytical um, kind of thing anymore because they don't go for big yards anymore. Um, but at least he's trying to get it in his hands and see if he can make a play. I don't like, but hopefully, I don't know. This, this if they catch late in the game, maybe that will give them a boost. And because they need Jacoby, something else, because it was those uh, end of rounds. What's that? Jacoby Hopi actually a nice block on one of those. He did, yeah. Standing in front like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good because was... you can a quarterback. He got in the way. In the way. Yeah. That's yeah. all you don't, don't touch the guy. Just get in the way. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's just they need they had they have two guys it looks like. Donovan looked really good. He made some really tough catches, some big catches. He had that late one in the fourth quarter on the final drive where he caught it and got the uh I think it was like fifteen or twenty yards. Um so that was huge. And then Amari Amari was open all day, as Taylor was saying. It's you, you could see he was open and He'll be fine. Uh, they just need to connect with them. And but was other than that, were the two holding calls in the game? In the game, I think it was. What's that? Was it Mari that drew the two two hold calls in the game? Yeah, I mean, that's he true. He had too. the late one. I don't know about the first one, but he had the late one. No, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think. I think you're right. They were both on him because he, he, uh, his route writing is just elite and uh, is tough to handle. So yeah, that's another reason. Another he, reason why. Orange with him. Yeah, he. Um, he he's valuable even when he's not catching the ball. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing that I did notice about Brissett is when when he did their passes that were that were off target when he was on target, the balls, balls were in places. It wasn't 
leading us to get drilled. Yeah. Guys in place, places, catch the ball and get down. The ball placement was good on the throws that were actually on target. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. The big caveat there. <laughs> what, the, what, how many passes did he have? What, the 18 passes of 34 that were on target? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think they, they ran – Demetric Felton was quite – was used as the third receiver quite often. Yeah. Besides, yeah. um, I saw, I saw, I saw David Bell. He did a lot, did a lot of motion stuff. He was never targeted, yeah. but he did right. motion stuff. I was surprised yeah. he wasn't, it wasn't targeted in the game. Yeah, but. yeah, it's uh, someone, one of the, and I thought David Bell would get more run. He didn't. I think I saw him three times. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see in the counts. I, I felt felt like he's out there a decent amount. amount. He just was, he was like a, a motion decoy. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. Someone someone needs to step up as the third uh, receiver, and I think we'll see better from the tight ends going forward. Um, they just weren't really targeted that often, especially David Njoku. Yeah, Njoku have one target, target one catch. Yeah, Harrison Bryant targets. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of money the Browns are paying David Njoku for one target, one catch. But he was elite blocking, I have to say. Like I can't like he had a good game still. He was dominant I mean, blocking. His still come back pretty pretty well. Yeah, yeah. He was he, he made his money today in blocking at least. Speaking okay. of I, would, I wouldn't yeah. go that far, Gilbert. Maybe, maybe yeah. you guys noticed noticed because there was broadcast cast that he plays. A guy a guy didn't notice, which is a good thing. Was Hudson Hudson. Yeah. I didn't notice him out there. It didn't look like he was struggling. The only time I noticed him was when it was illegal man downfield, and I think it was middle of the fourth quarter. Yeah, when it was like a decent play, and he was for some reason five yards downfield blocking a linebacker. I was like, James Hudson, what are you doing? But yeah, besides that, you're right. Yeah, your name's not, if your name, unless you're doing a pancake block, if your name's not called it as offensive lineman, that means you're doing well. Yep. yep. If you're at a third string offensive tackle and you aren't noticed. You've done a good job. <laughs> yeah. Overall, they didn't they didn't give up a lot of pressures. Um, the run game was dominant. So I, the offense line, you can't complain. Ethan, I think uh, Ethan kind of struggled with the snap count. It seems like he kind of they were. It just seemed like they were. They had, a, they had a very CFL play there in the second the second quarter. <laughs> yeah, and the and the timing just it was a lot of late snaps, and yeah. I don't know if that's with Brissett or if that's with uh, coaches or even it was. It just see it got better as as the game went on, but early on it seemed like they were a little off uh, off course on the snap down. But hey, the offense line you can't complain about that. Nope. When you're you're starting two guys that you don't want to start start. Right. Yep. You're, and you're running for two two hundred seen yards. Good day. It's a good day. More marked. Man, I, yeah, the way Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb dominated. I mean, you you literally cannot talk about that enough. Yeah. No matter who, if they were both in the game or one of them was in the game, it's, it's crazy how the Browns basically have two top ten running backs in the same backfield. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was it was fun to watch, and Chubb is just like you 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 always forget about him in the off season because he never plays the preseason, and then he just comes in the first well, game and just you don't forget about you, him. But you, you, you don't, don't forget you don't, about him when he requests a trade, but that's beside the point. No, I'm talking about Chubb. Chubb oh, my bad. I thought you were talking about Kareem Hunt. My yeah, bad. No, no. I'm sorry. But you, you kind of forget about Chubb, and 
and then he comes out there and just looks like a freaking bowling ball that is makes at least three guys miss every every freaking run. It, it's uh it's a it's pretty cool to have him on our team and kind of running our offense. The the the, the run that's out to me was is it, it was I believe in the drive that they the field goal to go to go up three fourteen. He like over a lineman in right line of scrimmage and yeah. hopped over a couple and ran for eight yards. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't really have like a like a yeah. huge like usual. Usually Chubb has like one of those 40, 40 yard, fifty yard runs, but he had he had a bunch of ten yard kind of eight to ten yard runs all game. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's almost demoralizing to have a bunch of runs go for. 12 and 13 than it is to have go for 50. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, it's just kind of demoralizing that you can't stop him. <laughs> he did look look a little tired again, but I don't think he's gotten 22 carries game in a long time. They usually, they usually load a little better. better. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the first quarter he had quite a few. Um, I, how, was the, how was the heat down there? I, I mean, um, it, was, it was a lot hotter than I think everyone prepared for because you go going to the game you heard about how much it was going to rain and how it was going to be cloudy out walk into the stadium and it's 85 yeah <laughs> yeah i think that was he had a he looked really tired when he came off the field on on that when he was really going well and late in the game there so yeah i know so i think it was a panther Sony and an iv in the first half i was like dude, dude oh, you're the a panthers. professional athlete <laughs> How do you need IV in the first half? Like, did you not hydrate all week, all month, all off season? You know what I mean? When I heard yeah. that, I was like, I mean, it's happening. Come on. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it was as hotter than they expected, but I don't think it was that bad. Right. So defensively, yeah. Miles Garrett and Jadamian Clowney basically did what they what we thought they'd do, except for the fact that Miles Garrett had a strip sack. And being a defensive player that he is, landed on the ball and somehow didn't get the ball and let Baker Mayfield get it back. Yeah, I don't know how Baker managed that. He crawled under him. To get the I ball. know. He wasn't even – they showed the replay, and he wasn't – like when he first got stripped, he looked like he had no idea what he was doing, and then it just miraculously got right back to him. Yeah. The Browns have, like, the worst fumble, like, luck of any team. Like, I think they had four – I think they lost like four fumbles, and none of them were recovered by the Browns. <laughs> it was something crazy like that. Yeah, like, the the they registered the Panthers for five fumbles today. Yeah, and lost none of them. That's crazy. Yeah. Holy cow! I didn't realize it was five. Yeah, yeah. It was, One of them oh they gained thirty yards. <laughs> That's true. That was the best play of the game. With yeah. the fumble, and CMC picks it up and runs for like 30, 40 yards. Yeah. By the way, shout out to uh, Matt Rule for not giving him the ball the first half. Appreciate that. He's <laughs> like, just trying. To, was... He knows he's going to get hurt eventually, like when 100 carries in. So he's trying to preserve those 100 carries for as many games as possible. Yeah, I guess. But... You can give Chris McCaffrey 14 touch. touch. Right. Like, like I said, he's trying to preserve what? him. He wants Christian McCaffrey to last. His... It was like, like five games, not four games this time. It was either it was like somewhere late in the second quarter, and he had like four touches. I think it was at like I think it was like five minutes left in the in the in the first half. I'm like, like 
what are you doing? Like, you trying to get yourself fired after one game here? Yeah. 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 I think. I mean, the Nebraska job. The Nebraska job did just come open. Maybe he's trying to go to Nebraska. He'd be well suited for it. Yeah. Um, I think defensively, the Browns played really well today. Um, they're the Panthers' entire offense came on two long coverages by the same pair, and on a fumbled snap that that some got handed to the to the running back. Right. Yeah. Okay. It was. It was a weird game for the defense. They were really yeah, dominant. I forget. Yeah, they were dominant for what eighty-five percent of the game, and then they just gave yeah, up. These, sunk. Yeah, they just gave up these really just terrible blown coverages. They literally t- did a complete one eighty. It started off yeah. with that blown coverage, like seventy-six yard touchdown on Robbie Anderson. Yeah, yeah and, and then, then the tight end. The tight end also got the the big yeah. pass to get their first touchdown. He was wide open. No one covered him. The safety didn't cover him or the line. And then Baker Mayfield was wide open on that run. I was like, did we forget how to play defense or what the heck's going on here? It was, yeah, like that's the, that's kind of like I, I feel good about their defense performance overall because they were just mental, pro, mental uh, issues that kind of yeah. caused them to score points. Like it wasn't any like talent wise or anything. They, they really dominated the line of scrimmage. The coverages were good, even without Greedy Williams. Um, it was they look really good, and it just they just need to shore up those dumb, dumb mistakes that miscommunication that can cause that almost caused them the game. They literally almost lost the game because of how much Martin Emerson we saw today. Yeah, yeah, he played he played a lot, and he played well too. He played a, played a lot. He got five tack tackle, which is a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the fact that I, I mean I mean obviously I don't have access to film yet at this point, but the fact that, that I, I imagine is a uh, JOK that pretty much neutralized McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean McCaffrey had fifty yards of off offense in the game. Like, mm-hmm. Panthers can games if McCaffrey has fifty yards of offense because yeah. you're, you're going to get Rob, Rob Anderson running down the middle of the field wide open every game. Game. Right. Yeah. You could tell who they were targeting during the game because I don't. I think I saw Denzel make like one play. I don't think they threw it to him often. No, and that was on that was on like a um, kind of run to the sideline where he had to throw it, and uh, they threw it to Newsom. Obviously, he was part of the uh, blown coverage on that long pass. But besides yeah. that, his name wasn't really mentioned. It was they were pretty much trying to pick on Mark uh, MJ Emerson, and he played well. I thought. Um, the whole secondary did. Um, yeah, it was it was a good showing, and they just need to shore up those miscommunications because those those are bad. Need to not basically. Yeah, like please, like someone pick them up. Yeah, like be, be, considering the defense, the defense is basically going to have to carry them through Thanksgiving. They can't afford to have mental lapses like that because that right. that will cost you games against better teams. And yep. better teams on the schedule after mid October. Yeah, almost did. <laughs> almost did. Yeah, it's uh. Thank goodness the Browns don't lose today. Seriously. Oh my God. Baker, I know I said this a little bit ago. Baker's like Baker comments post game, and then just listen to sports talk radio and be on social media all week. Oh my God, it would have been torture. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been unlistenable. It would have been a miserable week. <laughs> it was, yeah. Thank God for Cade York. Yeah, and there was there was last year where we'd probably be defending this game from from 
Yeah. 27 for 235, one and one in a rushing touchdown. Like, yeah. All in all, he really really recovered. (laughs) Yeah. All all not terrible stat wise, but, but like, they put him, whatever he was doing in the first half, put his his team so much in a hole that, that, yeah. All it took was the Browns kicking, kicking fields in the second half to beat, beat him. So, yeah. It was just, it was just, it was literally the defense beating themselves more than like, like the Carolina actually doing something. Yeah, uh, and like I said in the Discord, like like Robbie Anderson exactly one one thing. He run, runs go routes. Runs go routes, and, <laughs> and you, you somehow don't go cover him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. That is, that is literally Robbie Anderson Anderson scouting. Do not let him let him run out. <laughs> so true. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. But, you know, it it was – I enjoyed the game from a defensive standpoint until they almost blew it. Yeah. They did technically blow it, but the K-York saved the day. Technically speaking. It's nice nice to have – it's nice to have to have him, and, and, and obviously you, you can't legitimately call him this yet. But the best kicker in NFL history to have kick kick weapon like yeah. Justin Tuck, right? Where you have to, have to do get to the forty, and you have you have a shot. Yeah, it's a big diff difference than having to get to the 20, 25 to feel feel right. like yeah. you have a shot. Yeah, for one game we felt like the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> it's like. Like it was, it was kind of like when the drive started. The they had like a minute twenty, I think it was. Like I actually felt like there was a chance because we had a kicker who can we can put out there when they hit the forty yard line, and yeah, it was. It's so nice to have that. Yeah, it didn't it didn't feel like cause. I mean, we touched on that earlier, but it didn't feel like lost cause kicking from fifty from fifty. Right. Which... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit it's, different than anything we've experienced lately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hate on Phil Dawson, game, but too. if it was it a 58-yarder, I don't think I'd trust Phil Dawson either. I, there's just something about K-Dork. Like, he's, like, confident, but he's not cocky, I guess. Yeah. Like, like one of the, the – like, it kind of showed that it was – I forget which field goal it was, but I think it was at the end of the first half, and they – they waited there. He was just standing there for a good 
God, it, it had to be like 15 seconds just standing there waiting to because they were wanting to try to run the clock out, and he still drilled the kick. It, it kind of showed just his kind of temperament as a kicker. He he, he doesn't. He does, it's, nothing's too big for him. His uh, heart rate probably forgot above 75. Right. Right. Seriously. I think after the game, he was like, yeah, I don't usually like celebrate kicks. And well, this one was a little bit different. So I celebrated, but it just so it shows the kind of the mentality that he has that he's kind of even keeled. And that's what you want in a kicker, man. I, I was definitely afraid the Browns are about to get an excessive, excessive celebration penalty. penalty. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Someone yeah. throws their helmet off. Dude. Field after that kick. And I was like, guys, there's just eight seconds left. Get off the field. <laughs> <laughs> A la that uh, what, that run throwing the helmet off. Yeah, the, uh, oh my God. that would have been such a Browns way. It, like it was. Yeah. Uh, man, <laughs> the Browns that opening weekend, whatever. Like Jesus, oh, that was so bad. For one season, that the opening weekend thing is over. Yeah. Hey, you know, the best part about going one and zero is a chance to go two and zero. Two and yeah. We haven't Browns fans haven't been able to say that since 2004. And yeah. you, you know, you don't count your check your chickens, but the Jets, Jets are the Jets, and yeah. the yeah. Steve might have lost lost their defensive player. Well, they did lose lose their defensive player. Yeah, yeah. Steelers just lost TJ Watt to a torn pack. Yeah, yeah. the Jets are start. I mean, the Jets are the Jets, and yeah. they're starting Joe Flacco. So. um did yeah. he get benched? No, he didn't. He they actually stuck with him. Wait, wait, wait. Who bench him for? I think Mike White is their backup. Oh god. That <laughs> sounds like the Browns quarterback room for like 20 of the last 25 years. Yeah. Joe Blackwell and Mike was. White. Do we want to play Charlie Whitehorst or Cody Kessler? Right. It's gonna it's gonna look pretty similar to uh this game, I would assume. Um, hopefully our offense. I hope not. I hope it's not this close. Well, no, I, I think there's a worse quarterback. Joe Flacker is definitely worse than Baker Mayfield. Um, and then hopefully our offense can actually pass the ball. Uh, and, and like I said, before the, before this, this starts, I hope if someone from the Browns listening, I don't care what side of the ball you introduce next week, let, let Kate run out of the t- tunnel. <laughs> right. Just by himself. Just only <laughs> announce Kate York. <laughs> Seriously, life is moment. Just sign him to like a twenty-five year extension. All right, all right. Let's, hey, let's not go overboard here. <laughs> oh man, when have we when have we seen a four for four kicker? I just want I have we Never. seen that in the last fifteen? All right, years? If you guys keep talking, I'll do research. Okay. Yeah, I want to know that. There's been too many kickers. No, I I won't be able to. Though. There's been way too many kickers in the last 10, 15 years. <laughs> I know. It's... If you if you had to guess at what court, what kicker went four for four in the last, since Dawson one left, who would it be? I would think maybe did um did what who was the kicker maybe last year? But like the kicker last year, he went what sixteen for or he started Chase off like McLaughlin. 10 10. Yeah. He yeah, he like started off like 10 for 12. 10, then went for like 5 yeah. for 13 the rest of the way. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would say Billy Thunder. He, he just he was at the end of his, of his career. Yeah. yeah. And the team was bad, bad, so he didn't get a chance to kick it very much. How about the uh, the guy with the single, uh, Matt Gay, or what was his name? The guy with the single, Matt Player. Yeah, 
Or was he, he a punter? He was a punter. Yeah, he was a punter. Yeah. I that was. Uh, I don't think there is anybody since Phil Dawson. I I, I couldn't. How long I, how yeah, long there's too many kickers. Or else I drill on individual yeah. game logs and distort yeah. it by like the most field goals made. But there's way too many kickers in the last how long has 15 it been years. Left? What's that? How long has it been since Dawson left? I'll tell you here and give me 30 seconds. Because I'd say like 10-ish years ago. Has it it been, has, do you think it's, it's been that long? An odyssey to find a kicker. Uh, he left Cleveland and went to San Fran. Oh, it was 2012. Yeah, and then we, we they went on a 10 year vision quest to, to try to find a kicker. And then finally, we were like, oh man, maybe we should draft one. Yeah, look, look, the Bengals. And now here we are. Yeah. Honestly, though, if it wasn't for Evan McPherson dominating last year on Cincinnati's way to a Super Bowl berth, we probably, probably I don't think the Browns draft Cade York. No, I, I think that. Changed minds. Pearson didn't have, have a good good day today. Granted, kicking kicking in Pittsburgh's a pitch. But... I think yeah, I found Pittsburgh. It. Yeah, they they it wasn't even Cincinnati. Yeah, that that stadium has been cursed. That between this game and the one uh, last year against the Packers, where no one wanted to make a goal in overtime. Yeah. Oh, I found it. You will not guess who it is. 2016. Who is it? Oh, crap. 2016. I could probably give you 100 tries. I don't think you would get it. Travis Coons. Oh, my God. <laughs> four for four in a loss. Who did, we, who did we play that day? Steelers. He scored he all scored. their points. Twenty-eight to twelve, and, and then, so he probably went four for four that game, and then he, he probably went like zero for four next game. Right. right. Wait, now that you said so, Travis Coons, K O O N S, K O yeah, yeah. I'm looking up to see what he did. Wait, there isn't. Are you sure it's two thousand A O O N S? C O O N S. C O O. As I say, there is no K. Okay. It was eighty-seven percent that that year. Really? Really? <laughs> Who knew? He, he wasn't terrible. He had no range. Yeah. 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 I think we. Uh, I think we. I think, I think we've we've uh, we've jumped the shark about three three times now. Wait. So this Travis Coons guy played in two thousand fifteen. Was 875 percent. Didn't play in 2016, came back in 2017, 87.5%, and hasn't been in the NFL since. So something must have happened there. He was 0 for 2 for 50 plus. So yeah, he he, he had he had a, a pool kick. for a leg. Yeah. You're <laughs> a pool noodle noodle, but a pool Yeah. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> four for four. Oh, he went four for four twice. <laughs> in back to back games. How far down the rabbit hole have we gone? October four, October fourth, two thousand fifteen, and October eleventh, two thousand fifteen. And somehow, oh no, I apologize. I'm lying. He, he went, he four went for three, times. three times. Oh my god! He also did it against Pittsburgh. And what's the best part is the Browns went one and two in those games. <laughs> they won. A I total love pro football of reference. Two, they won three games that year. What a year! Man. And what are you? That was the great. Uh, wasn't that the great Hugh Jackson coaching us then? 
Probably. Little did we know. Little did Browns fans know, though, they'd go 0 and 16 after that year, right? There's, there's no way it could be worse. <laughs> oh, we thought it couldn't get any worse at 3 and 13. We'll go 0 and 16 for you. What was that one year that they they won uh, on Christmas Eve or something? That was, that was 2016. Yeah. One on Christmas Eve. They were 1 and 15. And the next year, they came came back with a new roster and new and inv- invigorated ro- ro- expectations, and went zero and sixteen. <laughs> oh boy! And then and then Baker Mayfield. No, no, no. Yeah. And guess what, guys? We're one and zero now. <laughs> <laughs> Feels great. Yeah. Uh, and they should. I mean, I'm not going to act on which it's the Browns, but if they lose next they week, man. They should not lose next week. That's like the opportunity, about. the opportunity is there for these next three games, man. They need to win three of the next. No, they need to win two of the next three to have a shot at the playoffs this year. I think. Yeah, because they play. They play because the their schedule week. gets much tougher later in the year. Yeah. The Jets Falcons are, do the what the Falcons do best. Oh my God! Yeah, I was like, oh wow, the Falcons may be doing something this year, and then they they just. We all them. know. We all know Atlanta's trying to tank. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. trying to get that quarterback, yeah. any of them. <laughs> Luckily, Pittsburgh took their quarterback this year, <laughs> and, he's, and he's their second second quarterback. Ball hands? That's, what, that's literally what I call it. I, my, one of my best friends and his family are huge Steelers fans, and I literally just call them small hands, and they know exactly who I'm talking about. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really think that next week is not, not as well. Uh, if next is stressful, then we, we might have questions to be asked. asked. These, are for, these first it's 11 games, are, to be. <laughs> these first right, 11 so games are going to be nail biters, man. Let's just do, because this is kind of, we've kind of talked about everything. How are the Browns going to Browns themselves next week? Hey. We have Cade York. They're going to win. Away, but they're going to win, but they cannot win in blowout fashion. That's against Cleveland football rules. <laughs> That's true. How many how many blowouts have we had in the past? And the, like Carolina, like what? The Browns were up like freaking big today. I was literally going to leave the part of that. I was yeah. to come back. I think they were up 14. And then and then the Browns Browns themselves. Yep. They, they, uh, I feel it's going to be one of those weeks where they're probably ahead like. 17 3 3 the third quarter quarter and then and then jets are to kick off and off and all of a sudden it's a game again <laughs> that's Just what looking it felt at like scores today. looking at scores uh Kansas City it doesn't really look like they're missing Tyree Kill too much Kansas City is up 37 7 at Arizona Patrick Mahomes 334 yards five touchdowns four minutes left in the third quarter Jesus I think Patrick Mahomes is just okay okay I, I, I think be receiver proof because they don't really have a receiver room. Nope, it's like Juju Smith Schuster, Travis Kelsey, Sky Moore, the rookie. I don't really know anyone else. Uh, Kelsey has eight for one twenty-one. Yeah. If you, I mean, Tyreek Hill called. Didn't Tyreek Kill call Tua the best quarterback he's had and the most accurate quarterback he's had? They did then, win. Yeah, but. Patrick Mahomes we're talking about here. But, yeah, because I was looking at random stores. I was like, holy cow, oh. Kansas City's having no problem without Tyreek. How come you're How come you're not You're not saying who the second receiver is there, Josh? 
Juju, your boy. No, I said Juju. that. I said that. Oh, okay. I said Juju. He's got, he's I got said Juju good. and Sky Moore. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Joe Gilbert. Okay, call Second me out. <laughs> TikTok star Juju Smith-Schuster. Speaking of, didn't Mike Tomlin hate that? I saw that they were on TikTok again or whatever they were doing. Now oh, were they? Oh, after God. the yeah, the Steelers. I was like, didn't Juju leave? I can't wait. To, can't wait for Juju and uh, Mahomes. Mahomes' brother Dab on a TikTok trend. Oh God! Just take my eyeballs out if that comes across any Instagram or Facebook or Twitter feed that I'm on, please. But I don't have TikTok. Same. Same, but still, like the best. I know I see TikToks like a lot on Twitter, so I just hope that's not the case for Jackson Mahomes and Juju. All right, so any final thoughts? The Browns just went one to know, barely squeaked by in Carolina after being up 14. They hit a Cade York, the legend, first game, first NFL game, goes four for four, for four hits a 58 yard field goal with eight seconds left. Couldn't have drawn it up better than that for Cade York, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's final thought. Over under under hundred Cade York jerseys sold in the next five days. Days. Oh, way over. <laughs> do they sell Cade York jerseys? On? I, no, I, I doesn't say that. Do they? I guess you can. If not, they will. If, if they not, don't, if, they right. will. Or they or it's just going to be customized and it's going to be a bunch of Yorks. <laughs> and shout out to uh, all the babies that will be born in the next year with the first name Cade. Congrats right. to you guys too. Or York. <laughs> Joe, any final thoughts? And I forgot that I totally have to do this ad and say that we're uh, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network because I completely forgot. But go, Joe, go, Joe, go. Yeah, it, it was a it was a win. That's all that we care about. I, we we talked about it in the pre in the preview show. Um, I just I didn't know what to expect from this team. Um, all I cared about is just get that W from Baker. Didn't want to hear this week, so we got the job done. We move on to next week to try to be two and zero. And when the heck's the last time that's ever happened? Oh God, that's a good question. Now, I, it hasn't happened since ninety nine. I'm sure because I don't think. In 2004, there's no way they start off to know. So that's a good that's a good research question ahead of next week, but let's not jinx it. Let's not say it now because they haven't gone two and zero yet, Joe. So if you're looking it up, don't say anything, please. Okay. All right, all right. But this Wayne for next week podcast, as usual, is brought to you by the Evergreen Podcast Network. I was supposed to say that in the intro, Craig. Don't kill me. I'm sorry. <laughs> and now a word from one of our ads. BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. Is that fat? Was that more pronounced for you, Joe? I know last time yes. you made fun of me because it was I so slow. It. <laughs> it was good. All right, but but seriously, BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. It can be a tough time to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn how to f- find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. As a Browns fan, we know, I know I always, it's easy to use Browns because like being a Browns fan, it's sometimes hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. If you're having a problem or if if you're having a tough time doing that, therapy, there's nothing wrong with therapy. Believe me, being a big guy like me, maybe it sounds like, oh man, you're going to go to therapy. There's nothing wrong with therapy. So if you need it, go to 
B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash WFNY. That is betterhelp.com slash WFNY. And just, I promise you'll live a better life if you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, no matter what it's about, big or small. I should have done that ad at the end because I know uh, Megaphone also does the ad at the end, so we're going like back-to-back ads, but it is what it is. So any final, final, final thoughts, Taylor, Joe? Taylor, how? by the way, so – was it? Would you have? Uh, were you glad that you were at the game, or would you have rather watched on the television? I was glad I was at the game. Uh, you know, it's, it's it, it wasn't like I like I said, it wasn't a hostile crowd. Crowd. There was still a lot of Browns fans. Fans. Um, my fiance is a Panthers fan. She grew up. She grew up here. I mean, I, I mean, I grew here too. I, I was. Uh, I latched onto the Browns potentially, 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 unfortunately, when I was young. Um, but, so I just sit through the last twenty years of being awful, but, but uh, it, it's always always nice. To Browns game, I like to go to many many because I live, and, and I think I've now been to the five six straight Browns Panthers games. So I'm going to keep streak alive. I'm glad I, glad I was. There. Man, that's actually impressive because I don't think I've. I'll be honest, I don't think I've been to six Browns games in my life, and I live 45 minutes south of Cleveland. So the fact that you've been to six Browns-Panthers game is quite an impressive feat. Yeah, it's dating, dating back to 2006. Um, I saw Charlie Farley Fry that night, that day. Oh, what a memory. Man, now we just dated ourselves. Holy cow. <laughs> I remember I went to one University of Akron football game, and I got a pin. I'm sure I threw it away since then. That said, Charlie Fry for Heisman because he was that good at Akron. Little do we know that a University of Akron quarterback will never, ever, 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 ever win the Heisman Trophy ever. No. No. Will they even win a game is the question. True. They just lost, like, what, 53 nothing to Michigan State? Like, holy cow, Akron. Come on. Yeah. And by the way, for the ad, I forgot to read the last part. For the ad, um, for better help, Better betterhelp.com slash WFNY, you get 10% off if you use that WFNY code. So no better time than now, even after a Browns win. Because we all know things don't always go well during the Brown season, no matter what. So just be prepared. But I have no more final thoughts. So if you guys are done, we're good to go. Yeah. No more final, 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 final thoughts. No, no more final, 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 final thoughts. Um, but so this week looks like Browns Jets yep. Sunday at one. Correct? I'm assuming it has to be one. Yeah, they're all one o'clock except for the Sunday night game. Oh, and Thursday night. I was no, Thursday night. I mean Thursday yeah, night. and Monday night. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if Taylor will be with us. He's more than welcome to join us. But Joe and I will at least be here Wednesday or Thursday, probably to preview the Browns Jets matchup. Sure. Hopefully, in preparation for the Browns to go two and zero for the first time in a millennium. Oh, that sounds good, man. By millennium, I mean since 2000, but like it might also be a millennium. Or any of us also lied the last time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna, that's, I will come back to our preview show and you will get the answer to that question. No, no, no. Know. We're not talking about a preview either. Oh, my gosh. Fine. I'm superstitious. After we that. cannot talk about what happens when the Browns go 2 0 because we all know it's the Browns. So that's not yeah. happening. <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. Okay. But. For those of you that join us live, we appreciate it. For those of you that are listening, on hold on, I had to, I had to uh, have future this comment from the Joe Gilbert Senior. 
York is still no Don Catcraft. 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 I don't know who that is. That is. He's a uh, old time. I assume he was a good kicker. Uh, he wrote a book. Let's just say that. He wrote a book. It's an inside Gilbert family joke. So I'm, I'm doing this for three people right now. Oh goodness! Uh, hopefully, it's not WFMY, <laughs> hopefully it's not WFMY after dark joke like you had a couple last during the preview. No, but for those of you that join us, I appreciate it. For those of you that listen to the podcast, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast, I know there's like a million and one apps to listen. We appreciate you as well. We will be back Wednesday or Thursday to preview the game. Post game, we'll probably Joe. I think you're going to the game, so it'll probably be yeah. five five thirty when we're doing post game. Mm-hmm. And as always, and until then, go Brownies. Go Browns. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio versus the World. American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains. We'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.